the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Great to be with you. We've got some great guests today. We'll talk with Julie Kelly in a few moments, at Julie underscore Kelly, too. I love to tease her about her Twitter handle, but she was one of the earliest and clearest people talking about the impact of the lockdowns and how, uh, as and she said this, it's not that she doesn't think there's a virus. She thinks there is a virus. She thinks the reactions have been so out of control, so over the top, they just go way out of bounds. And she's and as as we're watching another, either we're watching another spike. I'm not sure. I don't believe anything. I don't believe anything in the media right now. Or. We're watching a reaction and to get us to change our behavior. You know, uh, Dr. Fauci said uh, Christmas should be canceled and we and and, uh, and 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 Thanksgiving. You should only have a certain number of people. It's kind of nice to be able to get rid of some people at Thanksgiving. I don't know about you, but this is a good way to get rid of some people. You know, I don't know my brother. He's kind of annoying. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, how do you get decide? It's crazy. It's crazy. So we'll talk with Julie Kelly and we'll also talk with Dr. Brett M. Decker, who is a journalist. So he's supposed to be someone, he's worked all over the world with all of the major period newspapers. I think he worked for the, I think he wrote for the New York Times maybe as a contract guy, like doing some long think pieces and whatever, but he wrote for the uh, Washington Times, the Wall Street Journal, appeared on all the TV networks and all. So we're going to ask him about what's going on because what you need to know today, today's wink, is we are in a war Forget about the war for our Constitution for a moment. We'll get to that. There's an information war. You know, I send my daily email every morning, the Daily Wink. It goes out at 5 a.m. Pacific time. You go to ProAmericaReport.com and sign up. ProAmericaReport.com, sign up. No charge, no nothing. Just send you every morning an email that describes. It's a bunch of uh, collated uh, kind of, um, uh, I choose articles, and then we tell you what you need to know. And if people tell me it's very informative, I, I hope so. Today, for the first time, and I've been sending it every weekday for about a year and a half. Today, for the first time, the company that allows me to send it, it's called MailChimp. It's a service that allows me to load the email addresses in and send it. Uh, it suspended my account. They said that I violated the service agreement because in the last month, they announced, they updated their service agreement on disinformation. They haven't told me what it was that I said or wrote about. But they just suspended my account. Now, that's in, this is insane how far this is going. And let me tell you, over the weekend, I hope you saw the pictures, the, the photographs. Probably hard to find. But I was part of the group that started the, the uh, that organized the rally called Stop the Steal. And also the Trump March and the Million MAGA March. They all sort of came together. And we had about a half a million people in downtown Washington, D.C., at the Freedom Plaza, and then marched to the Supreme Court, another set of speeches there. I spoke at the Freedom Plaza. I was actually the opening, a very opening speaker at the very beginning. It was extraordinary. I've never been with such a crowd. Old people, young people, black people, white people, Hispanic people, language people, Vietnamese people, tall people, short people. You get the point. Unbelievable. I've been to Mardi Gras in uh, in New Orleans, 
it was a little bit like Mardi Gras. There wasn't anger. There was joy and a sense of purpose, and people were excited. We had a we have a beef. We'll talk about that in a minute. We have a beef. This the election has been stolen, but it was more extraordinary. Just the, the sense of of uh, optimism in America. And we marched. We had all these people. It was extraordinary. The images are striking. If you go search, you'll see some of them. But there was no media coverage. Now, let me be clear. There was media coverage from the handful of outlets that cover conservative stuff. Right Side Broadcasting Service was there. Uh, One America News, Newsmax, Breitbart, Epic Times. After that, there was no major television there was no major networks. There was no major cable news. I didn't see, although I think there was a Washington Post reporter. There was nothing. At this point, the media is in full-on censoring of what's happening. They're not even pretending to talk about what's the news or what's new or what's striking Half a million people peacefully gathered in Washington, D.C. That's news. I got news for you. That's news. And they covered none of it. Actually, that's not fair. They did cover it a little bit at night when the Antifa and Black Lives Matter started to throw rocks at at Trump supporters and punch them in the head and all kinds of things. They covered that a little bit. But then they covered it by saying, oh, look at how this Trump rally. It was really not good. I got to tell you, this is now scary stuff. The media has been pounding into our heads the message. The message is must concede Biden won. Nothing to see here. Fraud all over. I spent part of my weekend Sunday meeting with some folks that have have not just a a proof of of instances of fraud, which exist in every election, but real serious uh, problems with the entire election, at least in those states that that you know you see, five or so states. And... You know, the question I have is, it's called, just call it the Hunter Biden effect. It's the Hunter Biden laptop effect. It's, uh, it's, it, it's just kind of buried underneath. It's absolutely buried underneath whatever else they, wherever else they want to put it. And they're actually taking, getting close to taking away our republic. And I'm not kidding you. I'm not making a I'm not making a dramatic statement on the radio show with you. I'm telling you right now what they're doing is taking the truth from us and they're taking away our options for what we can actually know as thinking people as as functioning people. It's extraordinary and it's not happening in just one way, right? It's not happening uh in in one um in one aspect of of what's occurring. It's happening across the spectrum. Big tech, email companies like mine, and cable TV, and the media. And here's the thing. As we go parallel on the Hunter Biden effect on the election, you can say to yourself, in a different way, the COVID-19 effect, I mean, the the Hunter Biden effect on the COVID-19, we're into another place where they're talking about lockdowns. Uh, Michigan is locking down for three more weeks. People are being told you can't gather with uh, your family. They're being told how serious it is, how bad it is, how terrible it is. And you're kind of looking up and you're saying, I don't see the corresponding if you're cl- if you're looking closely, news, the, the death rates aren't higher. The incidents are, are a little bit higher, but they're not. There's no hospitals being overrun. There's no I'm not saying there's not a virus. I'm saying we're being told how to react based on things that we don't know, based on things that we shouldn't trust. I mean, at this point, 
We are so far down into a, a, a an information battle, it's it's almost impossible to understand it. And I don't have a lot of hope. I don't have a lot of comfort. I don't have a lot of sense that we're going to emerge from this with any kind of meaningful result other than we know they cheated. And, and by the way, what I saw, it's going to come out this week with Sidney Powell's cases. What I saw, it's so clear that there's cheating going on. We knew intuitively there's cheating going on because every other race from the president down was all success towards the Trump vision. You know, the, 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 the don't lock us down, America first. And somehow just the president in, in certain cities and certain states that, that Biden is having this astronomical turnout. It, it's just false. But we knew that intuitively. Now I'm telling you, you're going to see the numbers. You're going to see the you're going to see how it occurred. It's going to become a major scandal. But you know what? You might not see it. Because the media is so far covered up that I don't know that they're going to bother to, they're going to do the Hunter Biden effect. I mean, that's what they're going to do with it. And maybe 60% of the country, 65% will never hear of Hunter Biden's laptop or of the actual election fraud. And they'll be telling each other and the media will be saying, oh my gosh, there wasn't fraud. This is an effort to do something dramatic. It's It's a crazy moment, everybody. And here's what I got to tell you. We'll talk about at the end of the program today, but I got to tell you this. Just get focused on the basics. Get yourself informed. Find your your avenues, whether it's this program, TheAnswerSanDiego.com, other things on social media. Find your way to what the truths you can do, and then hang in there. Hang in there. And here's what I'd say. It's not trust and verify. It's don't trust and verify. Don't take anything at this point as true that you're told to. Don't believe anything they say as true don't trust and verify is the new motto. You just can't trust. You cannot trust it at this point. And hang on. And hopefully, as we break through this, you're going to, we're going to get some aid from other entities that can help the truth, like the courts and like some of the independent institutions. Maybe some of the higher education institutes institutions will break through. I, I don't know. Maybe. But certainly the courts... And certainly some of the media. And just keep fighting your way through it. It's, it's daunting. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with uh, Julie Kelly. And then later on, we'll talk with Dr. Brett M. Decker. And we'll have a lot more. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Our old friend Julie Kelly is with us, and we have to catch up with her because after all this time, she gets proven right a lot. But in this one, I have to say, Julie, I've been waiting to talk to you for about 24 hours because what's the deal now? I mean, I'm being serious. I know you've been one of the clearest people saying, watch what they're doing with the trying to control us with the COVID stuff, right? They were, and, and, but I thought once the election was over, especially when they declared their candidate won, they were going to now say all is well and, and things are peaceful. And suddenly we're literally being bombarded with these terrifying messages. And so what's the story? Explain it to me, please. This is why from day one, and you know this ad, from mid-March, yep. when this, now keep in mind, today is the eight-month anniversary of 15 days to slow the spread. There were a tiny handful <laughs> wow. of us, and I hate to brag, but you are right, I, and I, I was, you were, you were right. You were one of them. Yep, I agree. So, 
yes, and we were called all kinds of names, even from friends and allies of ours. There were a small handful. At any rate, once you give these people a taste of authoritarian power, they are going to keep doubling down and doubling down, and that's exactly what we've seen. This is just an ongoing, slow-rolling catastrophe. None of these mitigation factors have worked. The masks don't work. The social distancing doesn't work. Keeping our kids out of school is so devastating for them. We've shut down sectors of the economy that may never rebound. All of it for nothing. This is a virus. It's a contagious virus. It's mostly harmless to most people who have it. I know people who've had it. I know college kids who've tested positive for it. They didn't even know that they had it. The testing is off. The testing regime is unconstitutional violates every privacy right that we have. We are destroying businesses and lives over a virus that in many ways is not even as bad as the flu. And now here we are again, eight months later, even worse off than we were in the spring. Republicans and Democrats from Andrew Cuomo to Mike DeWine in Ohio, back to their daily press conferences, shaming people about masks. I mean, this is absolutely, you cannot believe this is America. Well, and but 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 I thought, and I'm being, I'm I'm telling you, Julie, we're talking to Julie Kelly at Julie underscore Kelly two on Twitter and follow her. She writes over at American Greatness and many other places, and uh, and it's, she's important on this as well as especially on the Never Trumpers, which I want to get to. But I really did think, I did think that we were going to end up with some kind of uh, shift in the rhetoric because they were going to use it to transition. They were going to win the election, but they've actually sort of doubled down, right? I mean, Fauci is on. TV now canceling Christmas and as right. you point out they're the, the, three more weeks in uh, I think in Michigan they're locked down and so it, it, is your point and I, I'm hearing you I'm restating it you're saying no no it doesn't matter they don't care about the election they don't care about anything it's just simply about more control more control more control more power and more control if Joe Biden finally emerged t- today after what being gone for four days Talking, telling Americans how many people they can have in their own homes for Thanksgiving and allegedly how he and Jill are planning who can be at Thanksgiving and who can't be at Thanksgiving. Well, you know, they're going to have whoever the hell they want at Thanksgiving, as many people, because the people who set the rules are the first people to break the rules. We just saw this with Gavin Newsom. I mean, we see this with the Cuomos. You name it. Um, whoever sets these, these egregious rules are the first ones to break them. And now they're telling us who we can have in our own homes for Thanksgiving. This has never happened ever in the history of the country for any reason, war or disease. Um, and, you know, it's just what's even more infuriating at is to see how many Americans just willfully, gleefully submit to this. Um, it's it's really dangerous territory. And I think the left is just pushing to see how far they can go. And they keep pushing. And guess what? More than half of America keeps submitting and bending the knee and letting them tell them tell them exactly what to do. I went to uh, a, a, a building in, uh, in near D.C., a government building, and I'm not joking when I tell you it was empty. Uh, it, it had thousands of employees usually. It was empty. Uh, by They had about 10 security guards and one other person who met me there. And I guess I, I guess I was sort of in a fog because my kids went back to school. They're in private schools, but they went back to school. And, uh, you know, I've been going to work every day. So I guess I was in a fog in, in terms of thinking people were generally heading back to work. So what's 
what's the hope, Julie? I mean, I'm and I, let me say this again, Julie Kelly, we're talking to. She really was. I think you might have been the earliest one I knew that was saying this is not right. You, everybody's falling. Even early on, you were like the 15 days. This is not. None of this is real. This is a game, and we're all being caught in it. But what happens now, Julie? What happens now? Ed, I don't know. I mean, I don't, you know, the first article I wrote denouncing this was March 19th. It was, and it was called Dangerous Curves and how letting this, you know, flatten this curve was going to lead to so many other um, consequences. I never would have imagined, even back then, that we would be having Anthony Fauci tell us to cancel Thanksgiving and Christmas, that cities would be locking down again, that my children who walked out of their classrooms in the middle of March really would never return to any normal schedule eight months later. And where things are looking worse now, not just COVID, okay, this is a normal flu season. People who are going to the hospital are getting tested for COVID. The tests are way up. It's a whole other scandal. These low threshold um, tests that we're getting, they're getting tested. They're, you know, testing positive. Um, We're quarantining healthy people, which we've never done. This is based on this social distancing BS has never been tested. This is the test that we're undergoing, and it's a failed experiment. The face masks are probably making people sick. Furthermore, Ed, think about what's happening to old people in nursing homes right now. I read repeatedly about healthy people, senior citizens in their 80s, even early 90s, perfectly healthy, robust, active. They, they haven't seen anyone in seven months now. Their family members can't get right. them. Or they die in these nursing homes. They're shriveled up versions of who they were even a month or two before. This is, a, I've written this, crimes against humanity. What's more infuriating is no one will ever be held accountable or charged for the, as Scott Atlas says, the blood on the hands of the people who first concocted this and continue to promote it. Well, and and so, but, and this is the failure, this is what I want to ask you. The failure, though, is now fully both parties, right? I mean, I know you'll say, oh, it was both parties early on. I mean, the Republicans went for it, too, right? I mean, the president went for it, too. But at this point, there's really nobody that's, I, there's no movement within the two political parties to stop the madness. Is there, is there any, is there even a state? I mean, is Florida, is DeSantis holding the line now, or is he going, fading, too? I mean, how, wh- where's the, where are the heroes, I'm at, well, I'm actually in Florida now, as you know, I live in suburban Chicago, but luckily, um, I mean, he is one of the leaders who has expressed regret for his lockdown. He actually got choked up talking about leaving these, you know, so many, what, hundreds of thousands here in Florida in nursing homes, not letting family have access to them. He said that that was a mistake. He's promised never to do lockdowns again. He's very tightly connected with Dr. Scott Atlas, Trump's um, new latest coronavirus uh, advisor. So Ron DeSantis is one. Obviously, Christy Noem in South Dakota, she's been absolutely ravaged mm-hmm. for taking the position. But she is a new hero on the right. Um, so, but no, Mike. De- there's no, there's no daylight between Mike DeWine and Andrew Cuomo. Uh, it, it's, right. it's sickening to see Republican governors capitulate to this because, again, it doesn't matter if you're left or right. You get a taste of that power. You have the national media look watching your daily press conferences. You're getting attention you've never gotten in your entire political career. Like a Mike DeWine, you're going to ride this story as long as you possibly can, hopefully all the way to defeat in their next election. 
Well, that's what I was going to ask you. When you look at the election, forget about the presidential, when you look at the rest of the election, doesn't it look like the party that was for more lockdowns got punished? I mean, I know the Republican Party isn't much better in your estimation in a lot of places, but it looks like that or did it or, or wasn't it a clear enough issue? No, I think a lot of the late surge towards the president um, was a repudiation of lockdowns. And that's why you saw Joe Biden kind of step away. Oh, we're going to shut down the virus, not shut down the economy. Well, he lied because now his advisors are Mm -hmm. talking about four to six week national lockdown and a mask mandate, et cetera. Um, But this was a repudiation. So we do think going forward in 2022, certainly 2024, a big gauge is going to be where these candidates or elected officials were on lockdowns. You know, how did they uh, perform during this time? Did they stand up against the mob or did they did they capitulate? And I think that this is going to be a a top uh, determinant for who wins Republican elections, at least over the next several years. Hmm. All right. Julie Kelly, as always, she's really worth reading and she's been right. I mean, she's right almost all the time. I hate to don't tell your husband because he's probably annoyed by it. But at Julie, under- yes. <laughs> I know that's the problem. All, all wives do, I think. But anyway, at Julie underscore Kelly, too. Thanks, Julie. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ed. Take care. All right. We'll take a break and be right back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Talk to me back in a moment. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Our next guest is our old friend, Dr. Brett M. Decker. Dr. Decker is a New York Times bestselling author and now a professor at Defiance College in Ohio. He himself is defiant most of the time. Welcome, Dr. Decker. Do you have a prediction on whether we will have two presidents on January 20th or one? I, you know, I think um, I'm, I'm not that hopeful, actually, of the situation. So I think we'll have... I think we'll have one, and it's going to be the guy that stole it. That's my thinking. Now, okay, um, how, what? Um, I want to get there, but I want to ask you this. Have you ever, and I should point out that Dr. Decker sits on the editorial page, editor, the advisory board for the editorial page of the USA Today and writes over there sometimes, and he himself edited the editorial page of the Washington Times and was a journalist at the Wall Street Journal. But Dr. Decker, in all seriousness, I, the media is completely out of hand. I mean, they're not willing to uh, talk about this voter fraud issue. They just want everybody to concede and say it's all over. And now... You know, I, I you, you, I'm sure you were listening carefully to the open of the show. I've been censored on uh, Mailchimp, our email service. As suddenly, after 18 months of sending an email every day to about 45 or 50 thousand people, I get now censored and, and told I'm, I'm violating the service agreement or something. The terms of service, I guess it was. Um, I mean, this is really getting stifling, isn't it? Well, I mean, the, the amount of control, and it's all about control, right? So even right. with coronavirus, remember the good old days when we thought, well, even if they steal the election, at least when Biden's elected, you know, coronavirus will disappear because everything will be okay. Well, they don't want it to disappear because they have more control by keeping it alive, right? So, but I'm, even though, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of years ago, a few years ago, I used to get on Twitter we've talked about before, I used to get thousands of retweets on anything I would send out. I'd be like, oh, here's a picture of my lunch. You know, a thousand retweets. I, I, don't, I, I don't get five or ten retweets now, and my main account that used to have a couple hundred thousand, they kept taking all my followers away because I get put in Twitter jail. 
Well, I, as mm-hmm. you know, I used to be active on Twitter. I'm not anymore because they, they pretty much censored me out of existence. So, you know, I, I don't like social, doing social media anyway, so it just frees up more of my time for, for you know, whatever, thinking deep thoughts or whatever, you know, planning mm-hmm. planning the, the, the counter-revolution <laughs> or whatever. But, but, but it is, right? That's where people get their news and their information from today. So, I mean, having it be so slanted, having it be so censored, has a real impact on on the republic right so even i had a friend uh, a neighborhood friend from high school said recently you know what if you want to get back in the game if you if you feel like you're slacking off or accepting it he's like watch cnn for an evening instead of fox and fox is irritating enough but he said just watch cnn watch cnn for a week you know what? you can't do well you know all about about cnn right yeah but right but, but right. i mean you can't watch it for a week without you know, whatever, wanting to move to the woods and becoming the Unabomber. Well, uh, yes, I mean, or moving to Defiance uh, College and uh, becoming Brett, Dr. Brett M. Decker. But, but I, here's the here's the thing I have to wonder, and I, and this is what I ask you is, if you look at if you think about your colleagues, the people you would know that covered these stories and all, I mean, are they have they lost their mind? Because when they describe Donald Trump as a kind of Hitler figure, and that's what Biden did, yeah. and the media seems to go along, you look up at it and you're like. He's been hemmed in by the courts. He actually hasn't done two-thirds of the conservative things I would like. I mean, he, he hasn't used the military to move on his I mean, he's done none of the things that look like Hitler. In fact, the who seems like fascists are the people that silence speech and ignore news. I mean, 500,000 or so people gathered in Washington, D.C. I was there. I was on the stage. There wasn't one mainstream media camera there. NBC, CBS, CNN. Not one of those people came. I mean, it's a stunning moment, I think. The the future really does hang in the balance. And it's so obvious, right? The the Republican Party picked up a surprisingly number, like, you know, like 10 seats or something in the House, right? They were talking about the, the Democrats gaining like 25 seats. Republicans gained in the House. Unless they steal seats in Georgia, they're gonna they're gonna keep the Senate. So how many elections can you come up with where uh, a party won a bunch of seats in the House of Representatives, which is really the never of the people, right? Never. The House. Yeah, no. And the presidency. Yeah. They don't win the presidency. It's impossible. No, no, it's never, it's, ne- it's never, it's honestly, it's never happened. And when you look closely at it, you say, again, if you know elections, and I haven't even looked at the numbers, I just know elections. It never happens like that. In Pennsylvania, the state treasurer, statewide elected official, Democrat, lost a race against an opponent that had no money and had no real organization and supposedly, you know, uh, uh, Biden won Pennsylvania by a massive number. It, it doesn't pass any of the smell test. But again, my point is more is is more about the media. They're not even pretending. They're not even like covering it, and they're making it disappear. They're putting it where Hunter Biden's laptop is. They're just disappearing it. You know, for for twenty five years, I've been a journalist, and right as you mentioned with i've written for all these mainstream publications as well as conservative ones but right written for the new york times usa wall street journal three biggest papers in the country for for 20 years i managed to maintain relationships with a lot of the liberal press right i was always like the token mm-hmm. conservative ha 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 pat me right. on the head you know send me my way if you need somebody to write the other side they could always do you know so many people cut me off after 20 years in the last four over Trump. 
website. They don't want to have anything really? to do with me. They don't want to be friends anymore. Well, that's funny. I didn't do that over eight years of Obama, right? I mean, or Man. during the Clinton administration. So they've gotten to this, like, this Trump derangement system, uh, you know, um, Trump syndrome. derangement syndrome is real, you know, and, and, it's, mm-hmm. and it's, it's crazy and out of control. But I think the big thing, the left, I think the left wants to kill small business capitalism for good. And then everyone's dependent on the government, man. Then you really have socialism. It, it, Michigan just announced three weeks, a three week lockdown. DeWine's talking about doing the same thing in Ohio. De- DeWine has this retail enforcement unit. It's this undercover uh, unit of of state officials to go to restaurants, bars, and stores to make sure people aren't violating protocols, COVID protocols. If they do, they can get a ticket or shut down. This is a Republican governor going after small business. It's, it's so out of control. Well, and again, we're talking with Dr. Brett M. Decker right now, and you uh, uh, do a search for Dr. To do a search for Brett Decker. You'll see his writings uh, recently wrote in the USA Today and other places and many books. Um, I think you're right. Uh, but what's surprising me is, you know, they called Reagan names. Now, you and I were kids, you know, you, we were in our teens and all, but they called Reagan names, but they kind of called them names and then kind of carried on. And and actually, um, you know, I guess the, the Cold War was really this the thing that was overshadowing that period. So in some ways that they complained about his military buildup, Reagan's and his macho-ness, and, and he was doing it for that reason. But they call Trump names now. But it's the thing that's odd to me, and really I'm being totally serious, they are so deranged because it's not connected to reality. There's not. He hasn't been actually that conservative. He hasn't actually done any of the things that look fascist. The president of the United States is finding his voice limited by Twitter and social media. He's not limiting our voice. He didn't even take over NPR, which is out there saying stupid things about him. I mean, so how do you kind of keep a straight face? It's when you realize, well, I don't think they actually care what the truth is. They're just going to say whatever they want. And frankly, Dr. Decker, this is my point. They can make the American people believe anything right now because they're so powerful. The media is. Well, and, and I think that's a big danger, right? And even our side, a lot of our side, well, our, you know, our side, you can never rely on Republicans anyway. They'll roll over immediately, right? So, but I, I think the, the problem is this, this propaganda arm that um, it, it, it surrounds us like a cocoon, right? So um, it, right. how can people fight back against disinformation 24-7, year after year after year? Eventually, people don't, already people don't know what the truth is, right? How can a system survive when people don't know, one, if there is truth, and two, what it is? I, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a dangerous time. It is, and um, and uh, you know, up nine points from last week because of the consistent beating of the press. The public, fifty six percent, up nine points, says uh, Biden won the election because the media has just been pounding that message into them. And and you know, you can't, you just can't escape it. You can't escape it. And and uh, and uh, there's no, you know, I mean, Big Brother. It's a combination of cable and the tech plus the plus the establishment is going to tell you what to think. All right, I got to run. Dr. Brett M. Decker, thank you as always for your time. Uh, we will talk again next week. We'll take a quick break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here on a Pro America Report. Back in a moment. This is the Pro America Report on the Answer San Diego. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. 
Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. College students are now facing increasing evidence that college is a bad financial investment that will saddle students with debt they can never escape from. Pro-college ads are seductive. College graduates can make a million dollars more in their lifetimes than those who don't go to college. The truth is that, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, 17 million college-educated Americans are now working in jobs for which they are overqualified. Hundreds of thousands of college graduates are working as waiters, secretaries, receptionists, laborers, or janitors. Those are all respectable occupations, but they are not jobs that will enable them to repay their five- or even six-digit college loans. The current student loan debt, now $830 billion, is bigger than credit card debt and growing at the rate of $90 billion a year. Only 40% of that debt is actively being repaid, and students are not permitted to escape that debt burden through bankruptcy. The one project that received an increased appropriation in the bipartisan deal to raise the debt ceiling was more money to subsidize students to go to college. Loaning taxpayers' money to students to go to college is one of the worst and most counterproductive spending programs of the federal government, and it's hurtful even to the students who get the money. If students were working a -a 48-hour-a-week night job, as I did when I worked my way through college, they wouldn't have time to get into mischief or to attend the drinking parties, and they wouldn't accumulate the indebtedness that will burden their lives for decades. For encouragement... They can read Zach Bizonette's helpful book. It's called Debt-Free You, How I Paid for an Outstanding College Education Without Loans, Scholarships, or Mooching Off My Parents. Alternatively, students can get a job that does not require a college education. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Do you have a college-bound son or daughter? Do you care about the next generation? At phyllisschlafly.com, we expose the liberal agenda and anti-Christian mindset found on most college campuses and help equip conservative students to stand up for their beliefs. Visit us at phyllisschlafly.com and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Ed Mart here on a Pro-America Report. Good to be back with you. And listen, we've got to get down to what can you do? Okay, what, you know, we do this segment, what, what you need to do, what you, what you need to do. The window, I call it. But here's the thing. I mean, and, and I'm just, we got to break this down for you. So first of all, people ask, what news sources can you trust? This, I get this question a lot that people reply to me. Number one, when you're going on the television, if you're going to cable TV, Newsmax is pretty reliable. One America News is pretty reliable. Right Side Broadcasting, sir, RB, uh, Right Side, RSBC, RSBS, I think that's what it is. Right Side, you go, they'll, they'll cover at least events uh, without extra, you know, filter. You'll just get the live coverage, a lot of the presence things. But I would say One America News and Newsmax right now is the only thing. I would not go 
like I have done for years, to Politico and the New York Times, because they're so far gone, they're actually throwing you off. Your equilibrium is off. So don't do that anymore. Don't watch CNN anymore. You can't afford CNN anymore. You can't afford to. If you want to dabble in Fox, you can, but Fox is not really reliable yet. They'll probably come back to us as the country realizes, as we get the, the truth out. But for now, I wouldn't trust them. As to the the uh, written uh, word and, and other stuff they've got, Breitbart.com is the number one, I would say, <clears throat> excuse me, and the Epic Times, E-P-O-C-H, the Epic Times. Those two are about the only two I trust. Now, real clear politics will collate. Uh, that's not the right word, but I keep saying that. We'll, you know, we'll gather for you and, uh, and, and be an aggregator of articles, some of them from the left, most of them from the right, real clear politics. That's the best place to go for that. But honestly, the place that I also look to, I just looked at the transcript a little while ago, uh, Rush Limbaugh's program. Rush has a great sense of this history. He's talking about how important it is for there to be a, uh, a, uh, a leadership on this so he's a good resource other than that you know uh, you, by the way when i said fox you can i, I wouldn't bother with the fox uh, news coverage i would say you can skip through to like tucker and laura ingram uh and and those kinds of programs if you want but even that i just don't i, I mean i just don't trust fox enough right now so but those are good i mean those are good enough i uh, live in has been stalwart um, on our Salem Radio Network. Our guys are phenomenal. Uh, Larry Elder, Gorka, those are the resources. And you, by the way, every one of these shows, just like mine, you can find their shows as podcasts, right? You can go and track them down as podcasts. So that's number one. Get yourself in the habit. Change up your habits of what to watch, uh, what to watch, what to read, what to listen to. I wouldn't bother with the Wall Street Journal. Uh, they're just as bad, honestly. They really are. They're not helpful. I wouldn't trust them at all. I don't. I don't read them anymore. I don't read the Wall Street Journal anymore. I mean, I, I go there every now and then to sort of take a look at what Carl Rove is propped up to say or Peggy Noonan, but it's really not worth it. They're not reliable. And we can't afford to sort of have our cha- have ourselves challenged by confusion and figure we'll fight our way through it. There's too much at stake right now. All right, so number two. Number two, it's all down to five states. I, I tell people there's there's three battlefronts in this battle, in the, in this war right now. The one is the legal one, and that's going to be, you know, uh, Sidney Powell and others. It's a legal battle. The other one is the national conversation that is trying to just drown out the truth. And that, you know, you can, you can argue in that space, but that's not going to be easy for us to beat back. But the third one is keep it local and keep it local. What I mean by that is get yourself informed about in your local community about where your elected officials are, especially Republicans. Don't bother with Democrats and get them shored up because here's what's going. We're we're going to end up in a discussion and pretty quickly, and then it will escalate into more than a discussion about how we can have a republic if three or four or five states Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia, Arizona are totally fraudulent. And the appearance is not just fraudulent, but the reality is fraud. And how can we have our country pick a president when five states are so deeply flawed? And we're going to have to demand that our state legislatures in those states do a very important job, which is in the Constitution. If you've been waiting for proof that our founders wanted our nation to be governed by we the people and the people closest to us, meaning the states, not the federal government, 
after 50, 60, 75 years of consolidating power in the federal government, here comes the example of the Constitution being written in such a way that the state legislatures, with a specific provision prohibiting any congressman or senator, anyone else holding a federal office to be involved, to serve, they pick by their design how they want the people who will serve in the Electoral College. That's where we are. 1876, Samuel Tilden looked like he won the election, except three states had major allegations of fraud, so it kicked to the Congress. Congress said, can't seat those electors, or the electors didn't get seated. It kicked to the Congress, and the Congress picked Rutherford B. Hayes. It was a check on the fraud. We're in need of a check on the fraud, and we're in need. This is a great moment. What Rush Limbaugh said earlier today is it's a moment to educate on the Constitution like we haven't had in our lives, certainly my life, but in certainly, I'd say, the last 50 or 60 or 70 years. I did a course in the spring. It was called The Constitution According to President Trump. And what I taught was the left has attacked this president in so many ways that have illustrated the importance and the power of our Constitution. They gutted the impeachment clause and made made it clear how stupid they were. They tried to use the emoluments clause. They tried to talk about uh, separation of powers. They tried to talk about this. And now they're showing us the importance of of our system of the Electoral College that protects us. Hang on, everybody. It's the fight of our lives, and we're in it together. All right, we got to take it. We got to wrap it up. We got to wrap it up. We'll be back tomorrow. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Thank you, as always, to Noah, our great technical director, and jo- uh, Joanna for helping us book great guests. We will be back tomorrow. We'll talk to you then.